Welcome to the Equestrian Business Podcast, the show that talks about business for equestrians. If you're an equestrian business owner who wants more revenue, more profit, and a better work-life balance in your business, and you're looking for dry, humoured, no-nonsense business advice, you're in the right place. Whether you're just getting started or whether you've been in the equestrian game for decades, I'm going to give you the tools, the strategies, systems, techniques, and a splash of philosophy on what you can do to have more fun about Hello and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Business Podcast. And I am so sorry about the radio silence for the last few weeks, but I have been up to absolutely all sorts. So for a start, I have completely upended the way that I do business and I'm changing my business model. So I've been really, really busy laying the foundations for how my business is going to look going into the future, which is really, really exciting. I also took a trip down towards the bottom end of the country where I stayed with my sister for a few days and just had a good few days rest with my family and had some really, really lovely time just hanging out with them. And while I was down there, I took a trip over to go see Ash and Josh from Half Step. And they were wonderful enough to have me on their podcast, the Rain It In podcast. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away about that episode because I've not released it yet at the time that I'm recording this. But do go check it out if you've never listened to Ash and Josh. They are fantastic guys and they really, really are the the influencers that the equestrian world needs right now. They keep it real. They are so lovely. They are just a breath of fresh air in the equestrian world. And I'm really, really excited to have had the chance to go down and speak to them on their podcast. But today I want to talk about something that you will seldom hear a business consultant talk about. And I'm basically going to tell you the opposite of what most people tell you, with good reason. I actually want you to stop being so damn busy, and I want you to be more idle. And I'm going to explain why. So does this sound like you? You constantly need to be busy. You need to be doing something to feel valuable and have a sense of worth. And if you take a break, you feel lazy and you get these guilty feelings of not doing enough. And you think, oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And you start to feel guilty about resting. Or do you live in a constant state of anxiety where each evening you have this overwhelming sense of dread about the next day? and running a business or going into the business and doing the work or going to see particular clients does it fill you with this sense of I just don't want to be doing this or maybe you feel constantly tired no matter how long you sleep for you don't feel refreshed you don't feel energized you've had your iron levels checked there's nothing medically wrong with you what's happening is part of your brain constantly thinking of work. So are you, even if you do take a day off and you go out for lunch with your friends or you go spend some time with the kids or your partner, does your brain just constantly stay in work mode? So you're constantly thinking, oh, uh, I need to be doing this and I've got that task to be getting on with and I need to get back to so-and-so about X, Y, and Z. 
These are all massive signs of burnout. So all work and no play, it builds your anxiety and you head towards full blown burnout. Burnout is something that is becoming more commonly talked about these days. In fact, the NHS also has um, a section on their website all about burnout. And burnout is basically where stress just grates you down and leaves you feeling unmotivated, unenergized, and just in a really, really bad place of stress. Burnout sneaks up on you and it builds up over time. Your feelings become more negative, anxiety increases, your focus drops, and you feel more and more tired. So I actually want you to, whatever you are doing, if you're driving a car, maybe, you know, pull over, but I want you to give me the next 20 to 30 minutes or so to actually just sit down, take a rest and listen to what I'm telling you. Stress is affecting you more than you realise. It can grind down your teeth at night. It can make you gain weight. It can make you lose weight. Your immune system can be compromised, leaving you more vulnerable to illnesses. Stress actually puts you at an increased risk of early dementia or even at an increased risk of bowel conditions like IBS. Stress is slowly killing you. So it's really, really important that we put things in place to reduce stress in our lives and in our business. I remember leaving a job that caused me significant stress. So much stress that I had constant migraines. Um, I had to have numerous head scans because I wasn't okay. And the migraines that were caused were most likely caused by the stress that I was facing, the constant state of just arousal that I was in. And when I say arousal, I mean like this heightened state of anxiety, almost having panic attacks all the time. It's not good for you. Leaving that job was the best decision I ever made. I felt like a huge weight had been lifted off of my shoulders and I started to recover. The migraines went away. I still suffer from migraines, but we're talking once a year. At the point that I was in this company, I had a migraine for three months, like a consistent migraine for three months. I was really, really unwell and really, really not okay. So leaving that job was the best decision of my life. I no longer felt dread about work and my friends and family could see a huge difference in me as well. And I think that is what's the most important because when you are in a bad place, you, without wanting to, inflict that bad place on other people because hurt people start to hurt others. And it's so important that if you are getting ratty, you're getting snappy, your clients aren't getting the best out of you, your family's not getting the best out of you, it's so important that you take a step back and work on reducing the stress in your life. But where has this guilt about doing nothing come from? Why do we feel absolutely worthless? If you were to sit on the sofa all day, wrapped up in your jammies, eating your favourite snacks, maybe go for a nice little leisurely walk and just do absolutely nothing other than what pleases you, 
why would you feel guilty? Where has it come from? If we actually go back in time to around the mid-19th century Europe, it had been transformed. And it was going through a huge, huge change. It was going through the Industrial Revolution. Cities were growing, factories were emerging. But the accelerating pace of life was not to the taste of a group of Parisian poets who tried to do something about it. They were quite an eccentric group called the flaneurs. And to be a flaneur means to take life slower. Um, one of them, as like it was more of an artistic representation of what it was like to be a flaneur, took a tortoise for a walk. It's a life that's more about observing and sitting back and enjoying and noticing the little things and just taking life quite a bit easier. A lot of people would enjoy an empty life if it wasn't for this guilt that creeps in about doing nothing or being seen as a lesser member of society because of it. Socrates said leisure is the most valuable gift. Free time is the most precious thing that you can have. And this is the ideology that the flaneurs adopted, that laziness is actually good for you. We get illness from being overworked, our mental health can slip. And it's so important for you to realise that the best ideas for your business are going to come when you do nothing. You have the best ideas when you stop, reduce the stress, take a step back and your mind reaches a point of clarity. There's actually a Japanese expression for this. It's called, um, if, if you do speak Japanese and I pronounce this really wrong, please do correct me. Um, I think it's called Mizu no Kokoro, which basically means a mind like still water. And I think that's such a beautiful expression because if you think about the ripples on a lake, you can't see a true reflection when the water is moving. But when that water is still, you get a perfect reflection of what's actually there. When your mind is still, you can reflect on the facts. You can reflect on what's actually going on rather than your mind going into disaster mode and catastrophizing everything and imagining worst case scenarios that might never happen and putting loads of emotion into it, this is when the water starts to ripple, your mind starts to ripple and you don't see what's coming on. If you take a step back from all of the pressures in life, you are going to have the best ideas to solve the problems in your business. You're going to have clarity on what you need to do to start achieving your goals. So if you are struggling and you're feeling a little bit brain dead and you're feeling a massive mental block, it's probably because you're doing too much and you're putting too much pressure on yourself and your mind isn't still. Stepping off the treadmill is never a bad thing, unless obviously you're stepping off it too much and not actually doing any of the work in your business. But if you are overloading yourself and you are working too much, step off that treadmill, set some boundaries and take a day off. But is there, is there a right way to relax? Is there a wrong way to relax? Oh, great. Now I've got more crap to worry about. Thanks, Rhiannon. I've been relaxing wrong my whole life. But hear me out. 
So there are different types of pleasures. There is higher pleasures and there is lower pleasures. A life of higher pleasures, such as the arts, learning, studying, um, listening to music, going and watching a ballet production, going to the theatre, all of these kinds of things. And then there is the lower pleasures, like your soap operas and drinking and partying and all of that hedonistic lifestyle stuff. And... If I was to honestly give you a choice right now, and I don't want you to feel guilty about making this choice, if you had to decide what you wanted to do on your day off, and I said, do you want to come look around an art gallery with me and then go watch an opera? Or do you just wanna chill out with your family and watch Netflix? There is absolutely nothing wrong with that, but I think you should definitely be spicing up your relaxing time to make sure that you're not just chasing these constant dopamine hits. So if you find, I'm guilty of this myself, scrolling through social media quite relaxing, it's something you enjoy, your brain is chasing a constant dopamine hit because it's easily accessible. And your brain loves dopamine. It is that big reward thing in your brain that makes your brain crave it. So this is why we find ourselves addicted to our phones. If if our phone dies, we might become more frustrated that the phone's dead because we don't have access to this, this dopamine hit at the, end, at the end of our fingertips. And it does not help our stress or anxiety to be constantly chasing easy dopamine hits. Neuroscientists actually worked with Buddhists around the amygdala area of the brain, which is the area that reacts to stress. And it's how our fight or flight instinct is controlled by the amygdala. And scientists are now looking at the mind, the brain and the mental link and how it can be transformed. So there is research actually going on on the brains of regular meditators. And they found that the amygdala becomes less reactive. So when you are panicked in a high state of arousal, your amygdala is highly reactive. It's constantly looking for danger. And the amygdala is what kept us, it's what kept us safe. It's what keeps animals safe in the wild. It literally is the home of your fight or flight response. And the more reactive it is, Obviously, the more heightened you are, the more in a state of arousal you are. But if you can learn to control your amygdala and lower it down, you're going to have a much easier time. Now, I myself am not a huge fan of meditation. I find it really, really difficult with my ADHD. My mind is constantly busy and I am a very, very distracted person. And this is something that I'm working on. And I have found that practicing these mindful techniques and even just taking a moment to do some breathing. I'm a big fan of the double breathing methods. If you don't know what that is, when you feel really, really stressed and you feel angry and you feel yourself about to go, this is something that is going to help you massively. You basically take a double breath in. So rather than breathing in and then out, you go and then exhale. And this, because it is not automatic and your brain has to process it, it has a really, really calming effect on your brain because it's making you concentrate on something that you would normally do on autopilot. So that is, even that right there for just a few seconds, if you were to do that three or four times, technically you have meditated. And this 
the research is going into it to show how it can make your brain less reactive to stress and increase your resilience to all of these feelings. But chasing a constant dopamine hit is not actually going to help you because it's actually making your brain more anxious. It's making you more stressed. So all of these quick dopamine hits I suggest that you go for the higher pleasures. So if you want a dopamine hit, go for a walk, go for a run, spend time with your children, go ride your horse, go do all of these things that give you actual, authentic, legitimate dopamine rather than simply chasing those those hedonistic, simple pleasures like watching a soap opera or watching your binge watching stuff on Netflix and I'm not saying that these are inherently bad for you and you should never watch them again and that they're all rubbish and they're poisoning your brain because that's not true it's just everything in moderation don't put yourself in a place where you start to crave these things and you feel a bit lost like I know people who genuinely lose their minds if they miss an episode of Love Island like our brains are just conditioned to love this screen time so how can we actually be more mindful? It could be something as simple as actually experiencing your food and focusing on the textures or the flavours, thinking about how it was grown or how long it takes to create the ingredients like cheese or how the wheat is processed to make pasta and how the pasta is made. Or you might think about the time that your partner's gone into cooking that meal for you. Or if you're out in a restaurant, you might think about the preparation process inside the kitchen. You might think about the workers inside the kitchen. And this is just how you become more mindful. It's just taking a moment, slowing down and appreciating what is around you. And it is so, so important that you become more idle. It's going to make your brain less reactive to stress. It's going to calm you down as a person. And it's going to give you a massive sense of clarity. You can achieve more by doing less. You do not have to be busy to be productive. This is such a myth. And it was what was instilled upon us in that time of the industrial revolution that we were told that we have to be busy all the time and we have to be constantly creating something and we have to be constantly working to be deemed as valuable members of society and this is just not true. Take a break, be more idle, be lazy because the stress is killing you. So now you can go back to doing whatever it is that you were up to before you started listening to this and I really hope that you did sit down and you did just take a moment to do nothing because you're going to feel so much better for it. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. I am going to be pumping out a few more episodes next week to catch up. As of Sunday my episode with Ash and Josh will be live so that will be Sunday the 27th of August. I'm so so excited for that to come out. Check it over, check it out over on their channel. That's Rain It In with Ash and Josh. You can watch it on YouTube as well and see their lovely new backdrop. 
If you have any questions, do send me them over because I am doing a open Q&A style podcast next week as well. And I have a really, really exciting episode with Genevieve Joyce and Katie from KMC Legal, all about the legal responsibilities that you have in business and how to make sure your business is compliant. There's lots, lots upcoming for you for you to sink your teeth into. And thank you for bearing with me through this little period of silence while I've been working like crazy behind the scenes, creating a brand new product that I will be talking to you about on one of the next episodes. So that's all from me today. You enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, you have been delightful for tuning in to the Equestrian Business Podcast. Thank you.